Have you ever considered the impacts of your past to your present or ever considered just how connected your life is with others? Hello, I'm Naomi, the host of Letters from the Chosen podcast. In this podcast, I share key moments from my childhood of how I went from life in rural West Africa to life in the United States. And I hope that by sharing my story, you get to see just how intricately involved God is in the details of our lives. In each episode, I hope you will take the time to reflect about your own past and be inspired to share your own story. Please share any insights you gain and let's grow together. I look forward to you joining with me each week. Let the story begin. Home. My new mom had finally arrived all the way from the United States to my small corner of the world. I don't remember much of what happened when you arrived, mom. I do remember that you slept in my room your first night here. I snuggled up to you in the bed just as I had done with my mother. My heart had finally found a home. I was no longer getting passed from one set of hands to the next. I was finally being given to someone who actually wanted to keep me. You proved yourself more than capable of raising me time and time again. One of those moments was during dinner. Amma had prepared my favorite dish, fufu. You sat next to me with your bowl of stew and fufu. You dipped your fufu into the peanut stew with your hands and ate it just like me. You had me at fufu. Another evening, we were all reclining in the living room. We heard something slither across the smooth floor. Mr. Jones was concerned that it was a snake. I remember seeing a snake on their property at the gate when I first arrived, but it was just a garden snake. I wasn't afraid of those. They won't bite you. I was more afraid of the second creature I encountered at the gate, their dog. I remember there was concern amongst the adults that there might be a snake hiding behind the couch. And to my dismay, Mr. Jones slowly started pushing the couch away from the wall to check. My face fell and what I would have given to magically vanish from the room at the snap of my fingers. To Mr. Jones' surprise and to everyone else in the room, there was a trail of pills scattered along the wall behind the couch. There was no snake. Uh-oh. It was time to fess up. See, the Jones would give me pills to take each day. I think you told me they were malaria pills. The pills were preventative to keep me from catching the disease. But at the time, I had no idea what they were. They could have been poison for all I knew. So I would pretend to take the pills, and when the Jones weren't looking, I would drop them discreetly behind the couch. I figured the chances of anyone finding out were slim to none, and if they did, well, I'd be gone by then. On to the next home. Well, the secret was out, and my well-thought-out plan had been discovered. There was a new sheriff in town 
who could corral a room of hyperthrills with a single look. You kept a watchful eye on me and would check that I took the pills moving forward. I wasn't getting away with anything. I realized it wasn't going to be all snuggles and hugs from you, Mom. There was going to be those dreaded, stern mom looks, that horrible word discipline, and an unyielding stance that my large brown eyes couldn't waver. Oh, you were my mom, all right. In the meantime, you and the Jones were getting my adoption process underway. Not long after arriving, you were at work to obtain my visa. I remember how you shared what a stressful process it was and how you almost didn't get the visa in time for us to depart. I have very little remembrance of that time. I rely upon the stories you've shared and the faded photos to help connect the gaps in my memory. I do remember that before we departed, we visited my family to say goodbye. I remember walking with you throughout my town, holding your hand. I thought I was something getting all those looks. I was feeling optimistic as I hugged each of my family members until I saw my sister. Akos was teary-eyed when she went to say goodbye to me. I rarely saw my sister cry. I don't think I understood just how long we'd be separated from each other or how permanent this move was going to be. We would no longer share a room or live just a couple towns apart. We'd be separated by an endless ocean. She was watching her family slowly dwindle down and sadly, it would get smaller over the years. We drove to the embassy sometime after that visit. I have a single memory of that day. There was such a hustle and bustle of getting to the city that it's all a blur. I was content to sit with my rag doll. I do remember a man asking me if I wanted to go with you, Mom, and I remember saying yes without hesitation. I had no idea the magnitude of the question that I was being asked. All I knew was that I wanted to go wherever you were going. Do you know that old saying, home is where the heart is? Well, it is so true. After my mother passed, I didn't really have a home. I had stayed in many different houses, but no home. Yet when you came, I felt my heart was at home. Wherever you are, Mom, that's home. I took your hand to board the large, roaring plane. We were off on our way to the country called the United States. Peering out the window, excitedly and nervously, there was one last farewell left. Goodbye, beautiful Ghana. Vivacious and bright, endless clear blue skies, gentle bay with glistening fish swimming gleefully, dusty roads etched into your hands, brown beautiful figures dotted across your face, their smiles shining like the moon, lighting the path home. If home is where the heart is, then Ghana, I'll leave you a peace.
of my